Hey friend, welcome. One thing I have heard from many parents is that they don't feel confident when attending their child's IEP meeting. They've shared that it feels overwhelming and they aren't always sure if they are making the best decisions for their child. Well, today I am sharing three strategies to help you confidently navigate your child's IEP meeting. Now, before we jump into today's episode, I have something I want to share with you. If you are a parent that experiences anxiety before every IEP meeting, or you feel overwhelmed and confused at IEP meetings because you do not understand the IEP jargon the school team is using, or maybe you're like some of my clients who feel unheard and unseen in the IEP meeting. Well, if either one of these scenarios describes you, My free upcoming workshop is definitely for you. By the end of this, you will be able to confidently provide input at your child's IEP meeting, ask clarifying questions to better understand the information the specialists are sharing during the meeting, and give valuable input, work collaboratively with the IEP team, and confidently make the best decisions for your child. So if you want to gain the confidence and knowledge you need to advocate confidently for your child at the next IEP, please sign up for my virtual workshop, IEP Essentials for Parents, Five Strategies to Help Parents Navigate the IEP Process. This event will take place on July 25th, 2023 at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Please go to bit.ly forward slash IEP essentials to sign up today. Now let's jump into today's episode. Welcome to Advocate with Confidence. I'm your host, Regina Glass, a special education parent, coach, and consultant. With over two decades of experience in special education, I have seen the challenges parents of children with special needs face. So tell me, Are you a parent who feels overwhelmed at every IEP meeting? Do you feel your requests and concerns are going ignored during the IEP meeting? If you answered yes to either of these questions, then this podcast is for you. Each week, I will share tips, resources, and strategies that will equip you to navigate IEP meetings and advocate for your child confidently. Now, let's jump right into today's episode. Have you ever attended your child's IEP meeting and felt unprepared and overwhelmed by the information being directed at you? Let me just say that you are not alone. Many parents feel this way. I have worked with many parents that feel exactly like you do. They feel like no one on the team really knows who their child really is. Well, today we will be discussing three things you can do to competently navigate your child's IEP meeting so that you never have to feel overwhelmed again. The first thing you need to do is make a statement at the beginning of the IEP meeting to make it clear that you expect each team member to stay focused on the best interest of your child. So for example, you may say something like, 
I'd like everyone to remember that everyone here's job is to advocate for Jamie and do what is in her best interest. Now, there will be times and hopefully many times when you will have someone on the IEP team that will beat you to it. I'm going to be honest, that was me in IEPs. As a special education coordinator, many times I would start IEPs with a similar statement. And if there was an official advocate for the child, I'd say something like, Mr. J, I know you are here as Jamie's official advocate, but I want to inform you and the team that everyone sitting at this table has the responsibility to advocate for Jamie and make every effort to make decisions that are in Jamie's best interest. This is always important because one of the things that I have seen happen time and time again is that I've seen team members, and that includes school team members as well as parent and even advocate, get sidetracked on other issues that really do not address the unique needs of the student or support what is in the best interest of the child. Now, if you notice that team members are getting sidetracked, and unfortunately it happens far too often, you as a parent can just remind the team to refocus on your child. I recall one parent I worked with who was very frustrated with her child's IEP team because no one on the team seemed to agree on anything. And they were so busy doing the blame game that the meetings were unfruitful and the discussions were not even focused on what was in the best interest of the child. The parent's main concern was her child's safety and she wanted her son assigned a consistent aide trained to address his behavior and to help maintain his safety. I was able to help the parent outline her concerns and requests and provided her with strategies to redirect the team if they started to go down the blame game rabbit hole about why there was an issue with the aides. Equipped with detailed notes and feeling confident, the parent showed up to the next IEP meeting and succinctly and calmly shared her safety concerns regarding her son as well as his challenges with doing his work independently and made it clear that her son needed a qualified one-to-one aid consistently per his IEP in order for him to access learning and to do his best in school. Anything less was a failure by the district to implement his IEP fully and a denial of a free and appropriate education. After the parent shared this statement, the principal responded that the district was having a hard time keeping aides so she could not give her son an aid at this time. The mother responded, I can understand the district's dilemma, but that has nothing to do with my son's needs or the law which requires the district to provide the services and support stipulated in the IEP. So as you can see, like this parent, if you are able to communicate assertively and redirect the team to what's in the best interest of your child and you know your rights, you will be able to negotiate for the skills and services that your child needs. The second thing you need to do in order to navigate this IEP process successfully is that 
You need to bring your agenda or list of key points, questions, and concerns to share with the team. Remember, you are an equal IEP team member, and it is your right and responsibility to give input, ask questions, and hold the team responsible. It is the team's legal responsibility to make sure that you are involved in the IEP process and that you are allowed to provide input, share concerns, and get answers to your questions. So just like the IEP team has the right to come with an agenda of the items that they want to discuss, you also have that right to bring items that you would like to discuss as well. I help my clients develop a list of questions, concerns, and requests so that they can go into the IEP meeting prepared and confident that their concerns will be heard and addressed. Now, if necessary, you can read your list verbatim from your document, and I suggest that you make notes of the team's responses on your copy. Revisit any items not addressed by the team by the end of the IEP meeting. If the team does not answer a question, then you have the right to let the team know that you would like to receive a response to any unanswered items in writing. This is called prior written notice, and I will talk more about that in later episodes. The third thing that can help you navigate this IEP process is for you to be prepared to discuss your child's strengths, areas of needs, interests, and examples of some of the strategies and supports that you've used successfully at home. This is when your child's educational file will definitely come in handy because in that binder, you should have information about your child's strengths, needs, interests, strategies, and supports that you can refer to and share with the team. So make sure that you provide the team with as much information as possible so that they can get to know all aspects of your child. Now, the experts that assess your child most likely, or in many cases, may have only interacted with your child during the testing or during their sessions with your child, with the exception of your child's teacher. So it is up to you to let them know all aspects of your child. They are making decisions based in many times on snapshots of information. I remember I had a client who came to me very frustrated because she felt that every time she attended an IEP for her child, the information that was being shared seemed like they were talking about another person, about a stranger and not her amazing little boy who loved science and knew all of the names of the different dinosaurs and numerous facts about them as well. I coached the parent and helped her to create a little portfolio for her son with highlights of all of the amazing things he knew and was able to do and had her share this information with the team. I also recommended that she request that her son attend at least 15 minutes of the IEP so that he could share a little bit about himself, his likes, interests, and what he felt he was really good at and what he felt he needed help with. The parent later shared with me that not only did her son share about himself, but he amazed the team, including his teacher, with his vast knowledge about dinosaurs. And he also recommended a math goal and a writing goal for himself because he felt he needed extra help in those areas. Going forward from that day, 
The teacher seemed to take a special interest in her son, and the parent reported that her son seemed to be enjoying school better now that he was recognized as the class expert on dinosaurs. Remember, no one knows your child like you do, so give them a glimpse into how amazing your child really is. Well, that wraps up our segment on how to confidently navigate your child's IEP meeting. Remember, no one knows your child like you do, and it is up to you to educate the IEP team about your child and let them know all the amazing abilities that they may have not observed your child doing at school. Part of advocating for your child is educating the educators about your child's strengths, areas of need, preferences, and interests in ways only you can because you know your child personally. At your child's next IEP, don't forget to do these three things. First of all, make a statement to the team that it is every team member's responsibility to advocate for your child and make decisions that are in your child's best interest. Number two, bring a list of questions and concerns you want the team to answer. Hold them accountable. It is your right and their legal responsibility. And number three, share your child's strengths, needs, interests, and unique abilities with the IEP team. Because after all, you do know your child best. Now, don't forget, if you want to learn more strategies on how to best advocate for your child confidently, in order to ensure that your child's unique needs are met and you want to learn how to work collaboratively with the IEP team to make the very best decisions for your child, please register for my upcoming free virtual workshop, IEP Essentials for Parents at bit.ly forward slash IEP Essentials. I hope to see you there. Thank you again for joining us for today's episode of Advocate with Confidence, Equipping Parents of Students with Special Needs. Stay tuned for next week's episode titled Three Parent Rights the District May Not Have Informed You About. Hey, friend. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Now, before you go, please join our monthly newsletter, The Sped Edge. Head on over to spedgenuity.com to join. All right, friend, I'll chat with you again next week.